You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. Kidding. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. <laughs> so, I actually do want to just be, like, real. So, actually, we tried to record this um, episode, like, 30 minutes ago to an hour on Zoom, <laughs> and it did not work. So, we're taken to... <laughs> Yes, we're recording now. Um, we're taking two at this, and we have a guest here on this episode. We went to, well, Krista went to high school there with we him, go. but we all went to the same church together. She likes to lump herself in with Trinity I, sometimes. Okay. Listen, there. I kind of should have gone to Trinity, though. I should have gone. I technically was living in the bounds of that, but I faked my address. Shouldn't have done that. Whoops. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, we have a guest, and we're very fond of him. We're so glad that he's here. His name is Jordan Henderson. We're glad to have you. Thank you. you. Welcome to my closet. Um, (laughs) Our recording studio. (laughs) We actually have a desk in here. The listeners don't know yet, but um, we... Some of our listeners know that we used to just sit on the floor and record. Now we actually have a guest. I mean, a desk, not a guest. We have a guest in a desk. <laughs> guest in a desk. A guest. A guest, a guest in a in desk. desk. In the Moving closet. Yeah. We're, we're scaling up now. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. Right. So, um, yes, we're in our closet, my closet, and we're just glad to have you, Jordan. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, um. We talked about this like 30 minutes ago, but we're just going to have to just start all over and that's fine. Um, Go with the flow. But um, can you share just a little bit about yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Just more. um, As previously stated, I was actually, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I was born there Um, at four months old. We were, we were moved to Texas. And so I've been in U.S. Texas for my whole life until the past two months I moved to Saginaw, Texas, but, um, I was raised without a father. Um, I was raised around all women, my aunt, my mom, my sister, and my four cousins, all women, all girls raised around that. Uh, so more so in my feminine masculine, more so than in, in my male masculine. So it kind of like that's who plays a part of who I am. And, um, I was trying to figure out with why I am the way I am. You know, I was went back to my father, like I said earlier, really doesn't bother me but sometimes it doesn't anger me mm-hmm. but it's like man like I am the way I am because of this man you yeah. know right has it always been where you didn't feel anger towards him I've really never felt anger towards him besides like I'll have to go into that deeper later but not really like mm-hmm. anger but like kind of like man like I'm your only like blood born boy that can carry your last name right like i don't i don't i've never got how a male or a dad can have a kid a boy and kind of in this perspective of like karen like this kid's gonna carry my name yeah you know he carries my Mm -hmm. last name you know like Mm -hmm. how could a man leave that child Mm -hmm. 
just to, to dry, you know? Yeah. So I just never really got that. But I never have really been angry about it. I just don't want it to get to that point of life where towards it comes time for him to pass on, you know? And we just we never built that relationship. Like, I don't want to regret that, yeah. you know? So, like, I've been trying. It hasn't been going too well, you know? Um, he tries sometimes, but it's just awkward for me, you know, being 27 years old. And now, like, you were trying to build this relationship after this many years, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of awkward. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. So, so that makes a lot of sense. And then could you also describe how you were, like, in high school, like, when we knew you? Yeah. So, like, in high school, you know, I, I had a – I was two-faced, I would say. Like, I had this one church mask, and then I had this one mask of trying to fit into the world, mm-hmm. you know? Like Wednesday Sundays, you know, I was I was that I was that Christian boy, you know, in in Bible study and in Sunday school, trying to learn and being that good Christian young man or young boy that I I wanted to be on Wednesdays and Sundays, and then throughout the week I was just all right, I'm gonna go live this other life, you know, away from Christ, away from the church, away from my faith, you know, just to fit in, confirm to the patterns of the world per se. You know, uh, I kind of went through that spiral senior year, hanging out with the wrong crowd, and and just kind of went in, into some things that I shouldn't have, especially a senior in high school, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I've told all the small groups I've led throughout the years was, you are who you surround yourself with. You right, know? I, that's true. I, I've told them, I said, man, you, you hang out with people who are selling drugs, doing dope, that's what you're going to be end up doing. You know, if you're hanging out with people who are getting locked up, that's what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I was just hanging around the wrong crowd, and peer pressure got to me, and kind of fell into that pit yeah and that makes sense so would you say that like you're really trying to figure out what all this meant um as a young man trying to be you know a good boy a good christian and trying to just figure out who you are while in the midst of like okay like what do i do but like i'm i'm leaning towards all this why am I leaning towards all this when I want to be this would you say it was like that battle that wrestling yeah so um even as a kid growing up you know I'd always want people to think I was a good kid a a good young man you know like people pleasing like I had stated earlier so you know it's like oh if this person's happy with me or if they see me as me being this cool person or this um high functioning uh, person you know that's very sociable or fits into the perspective, you know, um, just kind of people pleasing, you know, like, yeah. Oh, if I do this, this, this person will think I'm cool or will like me or think I'm a good person. Yeah. You know, when in reality, you know, if, if you don't, if, if they don't like you, okay, cool. Yeah. You don't have to like me for me to carry on about life. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a, saw this, listen to this other podcast the other day Mm -hmm. and I was talking about just having a, uh, F off mentality, you know, if somebody doesn't like you, okay, cool, F off. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to live my life. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like I can relate to that because I definitely was a people pleaser too. Like I yeah. wanted people to like me. I wanted to do the right thing so that people would be like attracted to me. Like I wanted to fit in. And I think a lot of that for me personally was because like I didn't affirm myself. So I, re- yeah. I relied on other people to give me that affirmation like mm-hmm. like I mean, validation like, that validate i mean mm-hmm. like with instagram like i remember in high school literally if i didn't get a certain amount of likes on my instagram post i would delete, delete it, it and like just like oh my god Kristen, nobody cares about you like that's literally how i felt because mm-hmm. i was such like 
a people pleaser and I needed other people's affirmation. And like, that's something that I learned about myself was like, Krista, like you're good enough. Even if these people don't say that you are, it's kind of like, you know, I was developing that F off mentality. Like, but it took me getting to know myself and giving myself that affirmation and actually loving who I was in order to develop that mentality. So I think that stimulates, but for me personally, Growing up without a father, you yeah, know, I totally. never got that validation of like, hey, I'm proud of you. Hey, I mm. love you. Mm-hmm. you that's know? good. That's so good. So like that's where it stimulated for me. I never got that validation growing up from the father figure of, yeah. of my life. So I look for it later on in life from other people to fill totally. that void. You yeah. Know? Or other access to other yeah. things. Like you were saying, like in that wrong crowd, what you were doing in that crowd, your senior year, all that stuff. Um that totally makes sense, and I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> hey, my boys are doing good. I'm going to do it, too. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, you know? Yeah, like, just to be a part. We all, like, us as human beings, we all just want to belong. Con- mm-hmm. yeah. We all just want to connect. We all just want to feel like we're known. To try to access that, we do it in very unhealthy ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that makes sense. That's a part of life. That's a part of the sure. messiness. And God still calls that, you know, good because he sees the beauty behind it. He sees your heart. Yeah. And yeah. he wants to, you know, like, pull that out of you and get to know you in that mm-hmm. way. But that's a whole nother thing I won't even get into right now but also I do so like where you're at in high school so leading into your adulthood Mm -hmm. how did that what did that look like as you were growing up and becoming like a man in your 20s yeah so like when I left home for college I was like man I am free (laughs) yeah I am free I don't have any restrictions on me it's time to go crazy right so I left for school and you know like I said I was still a part of some type of college ministry you know i was still living that double-sided life you know like i went down a path in college retorts i was going out partying from thursday night to sunday night mm-hmm. you know I, I fell into the pit of smoking marijuana you know mm-hmm. like I, I just felt like everything that you could do in college it's like i'm gonna do it because i wanted that i was free you know because i could that rebellion. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I just, like, really had that rebellious stage in, into college. And then I came home because uh, I couldn't afford school. So I came home, started working, and worked for that job I was telling you about. I was got really into a phase where I was on the verge of becoming an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Like I said, I was drinking from Monday to Monday from the time I left work, from the time I, I was going to sleep, you yeah. know. Question. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't. If you don't come to you don't have to. Yeah. Um, but so just from my experience, okay, your experience can be totally different. From my experience, like when I did, you know, drink alcohol all the time, because I mean, I still do sometimes. Yeah, like, that's yeah. fine. But when I drank alcohol a lot, it was because like for me deep down, like I was either like running away from something or there was like a deeper reason. So f- I'm just asking you like, yeah drinking was that their deeper reason or was it well, just because like oh i want to drink all the right time. and when we say drinking drinking a lot we don't mean like no. oh you have a white claw or like a wine or whatever <sighs> we mean like excessively drinking in an unhealthy way where you're yes, trying to fill yeah. something up like what are you trying to fill up to cover up and subside from so, what your body's trying to make you feel yeah i think this is the bad part about it it was i was drinking just to get that feeling Mm-hmm. You know, I was drinking, mm-hmm. but like I, I might have had the best day at work. I could have had a great day. It was, it was great. Yeah. It was fluid. 
no problems, you know, I just, I just wanted to get that feeling, you know, yeah. I just wanted that loosey goosey feeling at the end of the night, you know, before feeling I go to free. bed, you know, <laughs> like, but I look back, I was like, man, that was a dark time of my life, even though like mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad, yeah. but it was just a very dark spot, you know, cause there was times where, like I'm laying on the kitchen floor, yeah, like just staring up at the ceiling for no reason, you yeah. know? So I, I went through that and then that job kind of, was bought out and I was very loyal to this owner I said hey I'm gonna stay with you you know I'm gonna close this business out with you because I'm a loyal person I I feel like I'm loyal you know like I'll stick with you to the end right so I did that and kind of went out and started looking for another job and then that's when I really was like okay I gotta get serious about my health you know yeah and so I took time out to get healthy and then also that's when about 21 22 23-ish is when it really kind of kicked in it was like okay I'm not getting any younger, you know, I need, I need to grow up at some point, you know. So that's when I really started opening up the Bible and got a study Bible and was reading and actually learning for myself and mm-hmm. actually digging deep to what these, uh, these, what it actually means, you know, like yeah. what, what the, uh, what each book is or who or whatever story is being told in the Bible, like what it actually means and how I can, instead of just reading it, and understanding it, like, okay, how do I read it, understand it, and then apply it? Right, and encounter it in a way. Yeah, so how, how do I apply this to my life? Yeah, I mean, so we've, like, heard all the scriptures. Like, I could tell you, I remember, I remember, like, on one of the mission trips, like, I could, like, tell you a scripture that I thought, like, relayed in that moment. Alexis, Alexis, I think, was like, oh, my God, how can you do that, you know? And I was like, yeah. oh, because, like, I've heard it a billion times, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Now, did I actually know what it meant? Like, did I actually ever go into the Bible and actually read it for myself? Yeah. <laughs> no. I just was like, oh, I've either heard it here or I've heard it there. So, like, I'm just going to take that and, like, copy-paste. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it is a totally different um, understanding when you're like, okay, well, wait, what, what was actually happening in the Bible there? Because I've never actually, like, been able to read it and then kind of perceive it for whatever I perceive it, yeah. by, you know, as. I've just taken somebody else's perception and been like, okay, you're right. You know, yeah. like I've never actually, well, I have now, but like I, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I had never actually done that. So I was basically just going off again. I kind of think of that's a form of conditioning, just like whatever somebody else said. Yeah, right, right. That makes sense. No, 100%. And I was in that same way. You know, I was like, okay, like those check marks, like mm-hmm. I checked all these boxes, you know, hey, cool, awesome. But I, I didn't know what I was, what I like in depth of what to break down and how to live it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? like living out the word per se, you know, you can read a passage. It's like, okay, I get it. But how do you apply it to your life? Yeah. What does this mean to live this passage out or to live this verse out? Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. And like, does that passage actually mean what somebody else has said it meant? Or like, what am I perceiving it as? Like, what, what do I think it's trying to speak to me? Like, what is it saying? I feel like without a study Bible, you can read a passage or a verse and you could interpret it into many Many different (laughs) applications you know and that study bible you read that verse you read that passage and it's going to tell you what exactly that verse is meaning and then you personally can apply it to your life yeah how how you need to yeah i say like there's been in in episodes before there's been certain like scriptures that have either been like used like we talked specifically against women like Mm -hmm. all this stuff and we're like but if you actually like dig deep into what was one happening back then Mm -hmm. like applying the context yes the context of that verse 
like just knowing how many times like we take things out of context and then just kind mm-hmm. of use it for whatever we want to use it yeah. for that was like a big eye opener for us right too. and just to put in this little nugget like the bible is such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and whenever you read that and it like actually understanding like what you're saying the story of what you're reading and what it's actually saying mm-hmm. you get to experience those human those human beings at least in my experience i have experienced the human beings that were in that bible like the fact that like yes david is a man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. but he was very messy. <laughs> like very messy. Like yeah. the Bible is like a soap opera. I will say this a hundred times, but like he just did a lot of shitty things, yeah. and um. But God still saw the good in him, and he still had a lot to offer. But there was still some messiness there, yeah. and so experiencing the human beings that God like chose and still loved in the midst of their messy messiness that's inspiring and then also encountering god's love and god's heart and character through that through that other person's story that's what i feel like the bible was all about Mm -hmm. and that's my experience with the bible now that's why i have a good relationship with it now Mm -hmm. um but i in going does that make sense yeah okay and so um I know we talked a little bit about this a little while ago, and I kind of want to give you space and room to talk about it. So as you were, you know, figuring out all this stuff, you mentioned that you were in a relationship or got involved in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, like, at the time, I was not looking for a relationship. You know, I was reading my word. I was focused on me. You know, I was doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, me personally, I'm a big fitness advocate of being staying healthy and yeah. eating healthy. Totally. Um, so, like, that was my that was my jam, you know. That and, like, I did play a lot of games back in the day. <laughs> but, um, so, like, I was doing my own thing. I was not worried about a relationship. And then this individual comes, comes, comes to play into my life. And... Mm-hmm. We were dating, I would say, for not like in a relationship yet, but dating, you know, yeah, for like right. six months because I've always been the person like, okay, like if I'm going to date you, like I'm going to date you with an intention, you know, like intentional, like dating to to marry, you know. Right. So like I'm not about to put my heart on the line for it just to get broken, you know. Yeah, yeah and so that it, makes sense. That's a lot of people's <clears throat> mindset going into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it, it took me six months to be like, okay, she's for real, yeah. you know, like, but... At the same point, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, this is all me. No, like, I was also, I, there was times where I was a jerk, you know, of yeah. being standoffish or not wanting to hang out when she wanted to hang out and stuff like that. So there's just things I did as a person that weren't really that nice in the beginning. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I'm trying to guard my heart here, you know. So yeah. I, was, I was, like, kind of balancing those two. But when I saw she was for real, I was like, okay, like, this this thing this thing's real, yeah. you know. So like it started out, it was great honeymoon phase, you know, everything was great, and then it was like okay, she could be the one, you know, yeah. and then we had those conversations like you are the one, you know, like we had those conversations yeah. about marriage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we had conversations about what our wedding was gonna look like, you know, yeah. how, how it was gonna be set up in details, you know, <laughs> um, wedding rings per se, and then also we talked about children, you know, how many yeah. we wanted. And we talked about names too, yeah. so like we went into depth. Yeah, of the y'all future. had that tie. So y'all we had, yeah, it. we mm-hmm. yeah we created this tie, and it was very in depth, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were soul tied, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we we did take that step premarital, you know. Not I don't want to throw any names for her. That's fine for yeah. her safety, you know. But um, but we we did tie souls. You know, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. I, I'm picking you. up what you're putting down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we did, you know, so like when, 
when when everything had happened, you know, is we weren't toxic people. Just within the relationship, it just got toxic itself. You know, we we were playing married. You know, our parents were cool with both of our parents were cool with staying at each other's houses. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were around each other twenty four seven. Just in a relationship, you know, just pre marriage. You know, we were playing marriage, and that's not healthy. So question. Know? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Like, Why do you think that that's unhealthy? Like, yeah. <sighs> Man, on on a few different reasons I just feel like when you're in a relationship with somebody pre-marriage like mm-hmm. like they say don't have sex before marriage because it's intended for God you know in the right context in the covenant you know like there's things you do as a married couple you shouldn't do just as a couple who is in a relationship you mm-hmm. know because it's covenant you know inside of that marriage you want to be able to have that full covenant covenant bond and if you're doing some of those things pre-marriage, then you're kind of playing effect on what your marriage will be like because you're going to be like, oh, we've already been doing this. This is nothing new. Yeah. You know, so like and some would say doing that before that commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So like if yeah. if you're playing married before you're married and you get married, then like both of you are like, nothing's different. It's the same. Yeah. You know, like we've been doing this for years. Okay, you so know. so are you saying like that was the pitfall to? Well, the, the pitfall was we were around each other all the time. You know, okay. um, it was just her and I all the time. So, but like I said earlier, you know, men we're solutions providers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I want to fix this right here, right now. Like let's fix this. You know. Yeah. And some women aren't. You yeah. know, they want time mm-hmm. to take back, step back, and analyze the situation and, and decompose, mm-hmm. and to get the thoughts together. You know, and I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Hey, let's let's have this lunch or have this dinner. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So this is after she said she needs space. space. Yeah, after she she said she needs space. I was like, I could just feel the her pulling away. You yeah. Know? So I was pushing and then trying to make it right and fix yeah. it. Yeah. Were you just like scared? Like, was part of that like a fear driven thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know. Mm-hmm. Um we had a conversation and this was just kind of more so out of in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. just words came out of my mouth before I thought about it. I said, Hey, I need you. Yeah. You mm. know, I feel yeah. that. that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, I need you. Like I, I want to do, I can't do life without you kind of thing. And it, it's not true in the sense of like, yes, I don't need her to do life. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I don't need her to be happy, but like, it was just like, I generally just want to be with her, you know, like I, like, Anything I can do in the moment, anything I could mm-hmm. say, like like I was saying earlier, this was me being manipulative, you know, like I was saying things mm-hmm. were towards, I was like, how am I going to get her to stay? Yes. I'm going to put a word to that and I'm like being respectful yeah. and I'm saying it because I've been there, done that. Right? Yeah. I'd call that codependency. Yeah. Oh like yeah. hundred percent. And what I was going to, I'm going to piggyback off that. Yeah. And you're putting her in your God spot. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. I'm like, been there, done that. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Out of it. And I was getting there. I was sorry. I was getting, no, you're good. No, it's all good. So like I was saying, like I was pushing and she was pulling. You know. So I just yeah. got to a point where I was pushing so much, she just finally pulled away. And you know, I had put so much of her before me. You mm-hmm. know, I initially lost myself. Like, totally. I was like, who am I? You know, like I wouldn't go to the gym as much. You know, I wouldn't eat as healthy you know I just lost everything like lost motivation to do everything so now that she was out of the picture I was like who 
am I? You know, like who even am I anymore? You don't even yeah. know. So I just put so much identity in her, putting her on a yes. pedestal, and I realized that, you know, and, and codependency. You know, there's mm-hmm. a book called a book called Attached. Yeah. So and I've it's, heard that. And it's all about your attachment styles, you know, mm-hmm. like secure attachment styles. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're secure, like you can be away, f- be away from your significant other and be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like you can go about your life, you know, which is that that is a healthy relationship where, <laughs> where you have y'all are both secure attachment styles. You know, yeah. there's trust towards, there. Yeah, there's trust. You know, you can go about your life. Y'all can live individual lives, you know, mm. and not even have to worry about that person and what they're doing, you know, and then you come back and it's like you're never left, you know. Yeah. So there's that secure one. There's an anxious attachment and it's a form of insecure attachment style marked by a deep fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's an avoidant attachment and it's a form of insecure attachment style marked by a fear of intimacy. And then there's a fearful avoidant attachment, which is a combination of both the anxious and avoidant attachment yeah. styles. So I was anxious, you know. Yeah. I can relate to that. Same. So this was my fir- first relationship. I was like, man, I just want to make it right. And, you know, yeah. I, I want to I be one and done, mm-hmm. you know. Like, Aww. I want to be able to tell my kids, you know, like, this is like fairy tale world, Disney. You know, you think about totally. it. Totally. You know, like, they look at me, hey, Dad, who was your first love? Like, look. Your mother, you yeah. know, like that's always been a dream of mine, you know, mm-hmm. just to have Jordan, those. Jordan, you and me are the same. I was gonna like, say, oh my god, there's singing. so many similarities. It's not, that's why I keep like looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like growing up with all females, like I, I love hard. You yeah. know, like I, I wear my heart on my sleeve as a male. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to figure out who I am, like I kind of figure that out. Like, man, I am very more so in my feminine than my masculine. And I will say, like, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of males that have a hard time doing what you do like totally you know what I mean but you grew up being able to be comfortable like in that feminine masculinity era area and also I do want to bring up like we're both like anxious like attachment so I can relate to that just in the relationship that I was in and also but that's like my childhood trauma coming up as well like the abandonment of my mother right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um did you yeah. not know that? No. Oh, oh no. Yeah. But it, it, it makes sense though, because I'm I'm anxious because my father wasn't in the picture. Right. Mm-hmm. You're just a little boy who doesn't want to be left. Yeah. You're a little boy who doesn't want to be abandoned, because if somebody who is supposed to love you, like legit, was supposed to love you, yeah. abandoned you, then who else could love you? And that was my belief system, um, growing up and that it made a lot of sense in each relationship I had and how I would treat them, how I would react to them. Like Mm -hmm. Krista, that's been an issue in our (laughs) friendship. And like, I would say you're more the avoidant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, and then also in relationships that I've had, and um, so it makes a, it comes from that abandonment wound. Yeah, it's all the experiences yeah. that we've had. Exactly, and yeah. that comes from, which I'm glad you're bringing this up, and thank you for being so open, mm-hmm. like with your dad, because I want to go back to that a little bit, because you mentioned that you're not so upset with your dad, you're not so mad at him, and that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Now, with my mom, uh, there's been phases, obviously. I've been so angry angry with her. There's been that wrestling of, like, how could you do what you did? Um, how could you allow it to get to this point? All all these things. Yeah. All the, you know, 
justified questions. Um, but, and then I saw that, like, I would say that, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not mad anymore. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. Like, I'm used to it now. Like, I've, I've been used to not having a mom. So it doesn't even feel like a loss anymore because mm-hmm. I'm so, in many words, numb to yeah. it. Yeah. No. 100%. But there's this little girl inside me that when things do come up, or relationships, or fights, or anything, and I feel abandoned, or this little girl feels abandoned here, that's when that hurt, and that pain will come up, because there's yeah. there's still that pain that needs to be healed. Do you feel like you have had those experiences? Do you feel like that was what was going on in that relationship, or where are you now with that, so with like, your dad? Within the past four or five years, we've been trying to mend or on my side I have because I saw a little bit of where he was trying you know it's like okay he's attempting yeah he's making somewhat of an attempt he was reaching out he was calling me so two summers ago I was like you know what you know we're supposed to forgive you know we're, we're called to forgive so I called him up on the phone I said hey I gotta talk to you for a second so okay he's like what's up I was like I just want to let you know that hey I forgive you for like everything you know, like, no matter what, like, I just want to let you know I forgive you, you know, like, yeah, it sucks, but I forgive you, you know, and I love yeah. you type of thing. Right. Like, no matter what, that that's my father, you know. Yeah. He might have not raised me. He might have not been my dad because I had other male role models that I saw as my dad, mm-hmm. you know, um, but he is my father. You know, you only have one father, you know, until, hey, I forgive you and I love you, you know, type of thing. And we were working on it for a little bit. <clears throat> but like you were saying, you were just numb, you know. Right. So, like, it. I was like, okay, like, if, if it doesn't, like, I, at least I tried. You know, if it doesn't work out, I tried, you know, type of thing. So, like, that's where I'm at now. I'm just real, just like, okay, it, it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, playing the victim, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you know, in the relationship, like, after we broke up, like, there was months of, like, how could she, you know, mm-hmm. how could she do this, you know, how could, how, how could she just leave me after everything I did for her, you know. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, that's toxic. You're playing the victim. You know, just take it for what it is. You know, you had, you had your issues. You know, she had her issues. You know, You're like y'all need to grow. Y'all need to learn. You know, and and if God brings you two back together, awesome. You know, so but uh, I'm at that point with my father where I'm just content at where it's at. You know, like I, I might see him once a month, or I might not see him for three months, or hear from him for a period of time. It's just like my friends. You know, we just pick up where we left off. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of where it is. You know, and, and you were talking about um, having that little girl inside you, you know, with, you know, like, fight or flight, you know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, like, when you were in your relationship, your past relationship, like, when y'all would, when y'all would argue, would you stand up for yourself or would you kind of, yeah. like, like, okay, no, you're right, you know, like. This is where I feel like we're different. Yeah, so this is, okay. <laughs> so this is, like, kind of nuanced, though, because in that relationship, he was doing a lot of things that were not honestly moral or yeah. honorable or at all. So um, when things would come up, like let's just go back to, I guess, when we were at the beginning of our relationship. When fights would come up, I could, looking back now, I realized it was both of our mm-hmm. um, traumas yeah. popping up. Yeah, 100%. Because he's, I'm not going to get into it, but he has similar stuff. Anyways, but um, so at the time I was like, See, I'm more of a, like, an aggressor communicator. Mm-hmm. So 
True. All right. <laughs> Chris is making a look right now. So whenever my little girl feels abandoned, I'll like post up real it's quick it's yeah she does. yeah She's yeah fine. i will fight so fight. i'm just kind of like yeah i get a little bit aggressive and so um yeah. i and then there were times where i was so as the relationship went on it was such a psychological manipulation that was going on in that relationship yeah. that it, he would really like make me feel which i don't like saying that term but in that moment in that time mm-hmm. i would feel like Oh, I'm the, um, it's my fault mm-hmm. for everything that he did. So it was, it was a, it was a lot of like, um, nuance of like really shitty fucked up things that were going on. Yeah. And, um, so there was some times where, yes, I would stand up for myself a lot. And then there were other times where he would make me feel bad. Yeah. But that's, that also goes back to her childhood too. Yeah. Yes. That it's goes like, back to my mom. Yeah. Her childhood was filled with fights. Like, it was, yeah. they, no, nobody, nobody flew. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I got to give credit to my mom, you know, because she kept us busy. Yeah. So busy enough for towards, we didn't have time to stop and focus and say, hey, where's dad? Yeah. You know, hey, we're. Interesting. You know, because we were always in sports. I played sports year round growing up. I was in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I played fall, spring, and summer. So, like, we were always busy doing something. She always kept us busy. Yeah. Or she did a great job, but at the same time, I like think about it. It's like okay, she never gave us that opportunity to be like, hey, where's my dad? Yeah, you know? yeah. To have that space to yeah. ask those questions like a child should. Yeah. So do you feel like um, that is still instilled in you? Like there's like this instinct of like, oh, I gotta keep busy so I don't um, realize some things, or so that I don't like. I still do that. Right, and that's <laughs> normal. But do you feel like that's more of a um, routine that you go to of like, oh my God, pain's coming up. I gotta stay busy. No, not okay. Not really. Okay. Um, but there's there's times when I'm not busy. You know, like I start my mind starts to wander. Oh, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in the past relationships, you know, everything that could have gone wrong mm-hmm. or did go wrong, my head starts thinking about it. Like my yeah. brain starts. You know, it's like your subconscious and your conscious mind is so crazy mm-hmm. because once you start thinking about it consciously. Then your subconscious is just like it's just gonna be there, you know. The next thing you know, you're not even gonna have to think about it. It's just gonna be in in your brain. Yeah, we actually know? talked about that on one of our episodes. Yeah, we did. I I call it like your little your little personal like filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For it's it's weird. It freaks like, me out. Like literally, Jordan. Every single experience that you've ever had is stored in your subconscious. Yeah, yeah like, I know. It's that's... Sort of like thank you putting that in that file, and then it's like all right. Yeah, that same you, file. <laughs> you, know? you may have not even thought about that you experience in years. Mm-hmm. But then something triggered that back up. And yeah. then, yeah, then your subconscious, your subconscious is like, like here's hey, this, <laughs> here's this file. Yeah, exactly. Open. There it is. You know, exactly. relive it, you know, well, type of thing. I mean, and I feel like that's where, like, you know, oh, crap, I can't remember the percentage of, like, how, how much in a day, like, we're in, like, the conscious state versus the subconscious state. Mm-hmm. And it's something crazy, like, like 90 we, or something like 95 mm-hmm. like daily we're in like subconscious because oh, like, yeah. we've done this been there done that yeah. you know what i mean and so i feel like becoming self-aware is kind of like you know being conscious more than just five percent of the day yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? 100%, 100%. Yeah. so how has your journey been um getting self-aware was that hard like what was that experience I like mean, for you so we talked about like it, your kind of rock bottom was that relationship mm-hmm. so what happened after so it probably took a couple months. You know, I was really depressed for like four or five months. I was mm-hmm. just in a 
deep state of depression. You know, like I said, I was eating one meal a day. You know, those little mm-hmm. Velveeta mac and cheese bowls. Oh, oh my God. God. That yes. was my lunch. That was my oh. lunch. I would eat that for lunch. Nutritious. Yeah. Right? yeah. Lay my head down, and I dropped about 20 pounds in three months. And I was like, you look good. You're going to the gym. I was like, nope, I'm not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but thanks. Depressed. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I will just go home and go to bed. Or lay in bed. You know, mm-hmm. just sit there and, and think of all the situations and all the things that – could have possibly happened if I would have, or if this just would have happened, or if I would have said this, or if I would have, you know, yeah, wish I could have, yeah, type of thing. And I just thought about all that, and then after a while, I was like, you know what, I'm never gonna get out of this spot unless I get up and actually put my foot to the pedal and take a step out of it each day, you know. Mm, I'm um, so glad you said that. Yeah. So, but I just started working on myself little by little, and also I was like, okay. I didn't even figure out who I am, mm-hmm. you know? So I started reading all these books, yeah. you know? Like, Sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many, the amount of books I either put on my phone or went out and bought, you mm-hmm. know, like attachment styles and just kind of that no more, Mr. no more Mr. Nice Guy book, like these nice guys, you know, AKA I think I am, right? right. The perspective of this book, yeah. you know? And these guys who think they're nice is majority is because their father wasn't in the picture you know it's like i don't want to be like that man yeah right so i'm gonna try not to be like him and kind of not being like him you do other things Mm -hmm. you know that aren't quote unquote so nice like i was saying that mirror yeah yeah so like i was saying earlier is you try to be this people pleaser Mm -hmm. you know someone wants you to do something yeah i'll do it you know you want something yeah i'll do it you know, just try to be that people pleaser. And at a certain point, it's not that nice. Or, it's, you know, like, yeah, somebody can take advantage of that all they exactly. want, you know. But you got to say no. Yeah. and You got to say no. In that, you're not tending to yourself either. Because, yeah. like, for me. You're like, abandoning the, yourself you're abandoning. Exactly. just like your father abandoned exactly. you. Because for me, it was like saying no was, like, never an option. I was like, no, Krista, you have to say yes all the time. And yeah. even, like, I remember being like, I really don't want to. Yeah, like, I remember. I would, I would literally be like, I don't want to, but then my answer, yes. Like exactly. And I'm like, no, Chris, you don't want to do this. Like, yeah. why are you saying yes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I completely resonate with that. Yeah, for sure. And and, and like I wasn't standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. I was always saying yes. I never said no. You know, putting people on a pedestal. You know, mm-hmm. just putting people above me, above myself. You know. You're attending to everybody else's exactly. needs and not your own. Exactly. You know. And, and then caused very unhealthy. Um, dynamics within yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of read some books. I was like, okay, this is who I am. You know? Mm-hmm. And when I was reading that No More Mr. Nice Guy, it came up about my father. And that's what the only time I wouldn't say I was angry. But I was like, man, I am the way I am because of this man. You know, mm-hmm. like him not being there in my life has made me portray to this person I'm, I am today. Right. Mm-hmm. And you realizing know? that was that hard. Like, was that painful? Like, to be honest. Like, when it hit my mind, in the moment, I was angry. I was like... Totally. Like, yo, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, I am the way I am because of him. But, real quick, I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. You know? But also realizing that you have the power to change that. Exactly. Narrative. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what I was saying. It was kind of like a like a flip of a switch. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, I figured this out. I am the way I am. And then, boom. I, I can't control what he did. 
in my life. Mm-hmm. The I'm only like, thing I control oh. is myself. Yeah. You know, I can go out here and I can become a better man than, you know, mm-hmm. essentially than he ever was to me yeah. or what I've seen from him. Exactly. You know? right. Because realizing that, like, okay, in my adult brain, in my, like, me as an adult Jordan, I can say, like, give a compassion to that little boy who felt abandoned and, like, totally get it. It's so justified that you're angry. But now we get to choose as an adult that we're not going to let um, his, your father's lack of parenting or lack of knowing who he was and his identity and letting his pain overtake his identity. And we're going to step into our identity. We're not going to let that hold us back anymore. Yeah. Right, right. I say, like, right. one of the biggest things that we talk about is the fact, like, people are going to give you things all the time. And so you can choose, like, I say seeds, okay? So yeah. some people are going to give you good seeds, yeah. and some people are going to give you really shitty seeds. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, like, we plant those in mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. because we don't know what else to do with them. Right. And then as you get older, you realize, oh, my gosh, okay, if Jordan gives me this shitty seed, I don't have to plant it. Like, I can literally right. throw it away. Right. Like, I don't have to take in these actions, these words, whatever – um, that don't serve me. I don't have to do that. And so yeah. I feel like that's kind of where you were at is you were realizing like, I don't have to take that. Like yeah. I can reject that and I can, I can take control of this narrative. Yeah. yeah. And do you feel like realizing that it opened a lot of like freedom? To yeah. Just... So when I realized that I was like, man, like I'm, I'm worth more than I think I am. Mm. Yes. That's you right. Know? Like I, I have, <laughs> I, I have more value than I think I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yes. like when I when I kind of put that into perspective, I was like, man, like, I'm worth some. I'm worth I'm worth someone knowing they're for sure about me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm worth like getting the love that I give. You Amen. Know? So like I like I'm like I know like my value, my worth now. You know, yeah. like if somebody doesn't want to be a part of my life, I'm to that point. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like I know who I am. Yeah. I know my worth. I know my value. You know, and and I will always hold up to that. Yeah. You know? Question. If you're thinking about, like, how you felt, like, I'm getting rid of external people, like, how you felt Mm -hmm. about yourself um, earlier in life versus now, would you say, like, for me... That's a good question. For me, like, I know that I did not love myself, Mm -hmm. like, in high school, in junior high, I did not, and and now I've stepped into actually being able to love myself. Like, would you say that there's a difference, or would you say it's been the same? Yeah, so initially, when I went through the alcohol phase, like... I didn't love myself, yeah. obviously, because I was killing my liver, right? Yeah. You know, like, I'm killing your body. Yeah. Sitting here killing a bottle of Tito's in one night, you know, right. kind of oh, killing my liver. So, <laughs> I get it. Uh, no judgment. So, like, no, yeah. of course, I didn't love myself enough then. And then when I really started seeing my body transform and I started seeing my health, you know, everything, and just kind of working on myself in that period of, like, physically, like, okay, like, I like what I see, you know, I, I can mm-hmm. get down with this. I love this. I'm feeling healthy. I feel good. I look good. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I've really started falling in love with myself, you know, just focused on myself. Yeah. And then when that relationship came, the, the, the dynamic switched and it was all her. Yeah. You know, because I love heart. You know, I'm a care for you. I'm a tender for you. You know, like love is patient. Love is kind. Love yeah. endures all type of thing. You know, that. The, the love yeah, book, you know, yeah, First Corinthians yeah. 13, yeah. you know, and, I, and like I, I live by that if I'm in a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to love you as Christ loves us, you know, sacrifice yeah. it all type of thing. But there's toxicity there towards I was putting myself before her or her, so putting her, her before, before me. Yeah. yeah. Putting her before me. And then once she left and then I found myself again, I was like, okay, never again, dude. Yeah. It was almost like you, you're so good. Like you were so good at pouring out all this love. 
but it was like figuring out how to pour that love back into yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And what I really figured out is in relationships, um, people receive love different. Totally. Right. Absolutely. So you, you may know how you think you need to love somebody, mm-hmm. you know, but in all reality, they need to be loved a different way. You know, totally. their needs are totally different. And that takes getting to know yourself. I truly feel like that's the key mm-hmm. in loving well and loving others well and loving yourself well is getting to know how um, you need to be loved, how you feel loved. Because if I can, like, I can't tell Krista how to love me well if I don't know how to do yeah. that. Communication. If yeah. Dude, that's one of the biggest things I, I read on. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot what the book was called. But uh, it was, I think it was a call like missing you or missing them, or whatever. And it was talking about attunement, you know, and communication yeah. and listening. And hey, I'm feeling this way because mm-hmm. of this, you know, yeah. and and because you did this, this is why I'm feeling it, yeah. you know. And then after you kind of got that basis of why you're feeling it and and how you're feeling, then you come up with that action plan of like, okay, I know this is what I did to make you feel like this this is the, the plan to not let it happen again. Yeah, because there's you love know? and respect there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Validating and attuning <clears throat> to someone's heart and to yours. Yeah. 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 Love. So perspective was a big thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was putting myself into their shoes. You know, yeah. they said they're feeling this way, you know, before I learned perspective. I was like, okay, but I feel this way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but like you put your, yourself in their shoes and you realize, okay, that person had a lot going on or has a lot going on. Yeah. They could be going through it. You right. know? And there's a reason why they're reacting the way that they are. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from something way, way deeper For sure. than the than what we see. Yeah. And okay. So I do wanna say that um I do wanna give you some space too of like okay, one, like you're the first man that we've had on this podcast. Woo-hoo. So that says a <laughs> lot and you should feel special. So honored. <laughs> so honored. First of many. But um and I feel like a lot of men that are listening right now, they're probably relating to a lot of things that you are saying. They're probably, yeah. thank God. <laughs> yeah. so, well, like, what I what I realized is this fatherless, mm. like, the amount of young men who are growing up fatherless is growing by yeah, the year. There's a high percentage. Know? And this started back, way back to, like, World War One, yeah. right? When all the men left... And all the women started tending to their kids, Aww. right? So yeah. this started way long time ago. Yeah. And yeah. and the woman's like, I got this, you know? We don't need the men, which is y'all are powerful, y'all are strong, y'all are independent, yeah. you know? So, but as, as time went on, men just started having any kind of love or any kind of want to give condition to their kid, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, and I, I'll put this into perspective, my father, his real dad, he doesn't know his real dad. So his stepdad, his stepdad stepped in, you know, Mm -hmm. so his stepdad was was my papa, you know, like I grew up with him. So, but like when I think about it, I was like, man, like, could that stimulate from his dad not being in his life, you know? So it's like a generational thing, you know? So I, I feel like each young man no matter what, needs some type of positive male role model in their mm-hmm. life, uh-huh. whether it's a coach, whether mm-hmm. it's somebody in the church, a yeah. teacher, mm-hmm. whatsoever, they need a positive male role model. It's like, hey, this is how you be a man. Yeah, you well, know? yeah because our, is... our fathers, 
from a male perspective, like your father teaches you so much of what healthy or toxic toxic masculinity looks yeah. like. And at a young age, you can't decipher that. You're really just like learning from how they're, you know, mirroring and yeah. stuff like that. So like they really do teach you how to be a man. And yeah. without that placement, I mean, to get honest and real about it, you it's it's harder. Like you really it don't is. know. You're struggling, you're wrestling. Like that's with me as a woman. And not having a mother in mo- in the most pivotal years of my life, like it it really like struggled with like okay, what does femininity look like? How what does it look like to fully love my body? What does it look like to fully step into my femininity? Mm-hmm. And that has been a struggle. Yeah. And so it's to get like really acknowledge the fact of like that missing piece. Like wow, yeah, I really did need a dad. Or yeah. yes, I 100%. really did need a mom. So it's more of like, like I totally just agree with what you're saying. Like it's teaching you like how yeah. can I step into my manhood? Mm-hmm. And we need more men who are like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. 100% we need. I mean, there's a lot of men out there that do a great job of stepping up. and, and Totally, yes. Stepdads, you know? Like yes. my, I, my mom was dating this guy um, and he stepped up and I've always seen him like a dad. Yeah, and he he passed last year, but he oh, was he was always somebody I looked at. I was like, man, like he's not my father, but I see him like a like a dad yeah. to me, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. Um, but like you were saying, like as a, as a female, you know, you need to learn from your mom on on how to be a young strong woman, right. and as a male, you need to learn how to be a young strong male, masculine male, you know, right. and what's toxic and and what's not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I just feel like men need to kind of be more encouraged to step up into those young men's life right so getting oh did you want to ask something i say like i mean it's just it's just the realization that like you don't have to do it alone yeah yeah if you didn't have it growing up like you don't have to stay yeah yeah 100 percent. you know and that's why like i've always can't wait to the day or towards I have kids. Right. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, I can't wait to the day I walk in the, the house and my, my little girl, little boy just looks up at you. Just yeah. says, daddy. You know, yeah. like that, I look forward to that. You know, as 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 a man, I look forward to that yeah. because I never had that as a kid. I never had the opportunity to come running home. But like, yeah. hey, dad, let me tell you about my day. You know, yeah. like I look forward to that. And how cool is it to like, be like I am in such a good place like with myself I've become like connected to myself that I can like break that generational curse like I yes. have the power that that I actually can yeah. break that generational it, curse it, I love it but at the same time I'm I'm still scared Absolutely You know like I'm absolutely yeah. terrified you know because like mm-hmm. I know the way I'm feeling and I know like I'm excited to have kids and, and to be that dad that I never was you know, but I'm still kind of like terrified of like, okay, what if this is like really like genetically? What if? What if this is like? It's a, not. It's not. You know? Don't give it that power, and don't give it that power. And when that does come up, when that thought does come up, you have to say no. Yeah. That's not gonna be me. Yeah. That is not gonna. It ends with me. Hundred percent. And so that's what I've had to tell myself. Yeah. So getting into that, what I wanted to say is like, there's men that are listening to this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what would you say, and I know men that don't have a father, and I know how that manifested in their life, and it was very, very unhealthy and very toxic. And so um, what would you say to those men? Like, what would you just say? Well, first of all, like, without growing up with that masculinity, 
and you trying to learn it in your mid 20s late Mm -hmm. 20s is very difficult Mm -hmm. because there's things you're going to pick up on and they're going to be toxic so you've got to learn that that masculinity on like the healthy side you know so i would say more so like us as men who grow up around all women or we're raised in one women we don't have a problem with our feminine side yeah right so you need to have that that fine balance Mm -hmm. of of push pull of of masculinity and feminine masculinity you need to have that fine balance you know it's not easy to find Mm -hmm. you know it's going to take a long time you Mm know um but, but you got to be keep your head down and keep going yeah. you know figure out okay this isn't working okay mm-hmm. next okay let, let, let's give this a try yeah. you know type of thing you know just kind of keep it real vague you know because yeah. there could be so many things of like um just being uh charismatic you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know being uh like i said say no yeah you know and have that kind of attitude of like F off, you know, if you don't like me, cool. Like I'm going to live my life regardless. Yeah. You know, because I know that I'm standing right with myself and I'm standing right with God. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And not let anybody push you off your path, your path, off your purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. if somebody comes in and is able to knock you off your purpose, knock you off your path, like they'll be able to get you away from anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's not very strong as any person, you know, But as a male, you want to be strong enough for towards like if somebody tries to pull you away from something you're pursuing, nah. Yeah. You can go on somewhere. And then what would you say for men who are struggling and have not yet acknowledged or realized, oh, like, oh, wow. Yeah, the missing part of my life without my dad, it really has, you know, made a wound like what kind of encouragement or invitation would you say to them to like encourage them to be like hey you can do this like hey you can realize this it's not too scary enough yeah i would more say more more so say just take it as it is Mm -hmm. you know don't make it what it's not don't try to cover it up don't try to mask it with all the other things just kind of hit it and and, and let it unravel head on and take it on and figure this out and just kind of learn from it you know that's good just don't don't beat around the bush you know because that's that's just going to take forever that's going to prolong you from growth yeah you know i love that because it's like no matter which path you choose both paths are going to be hard exactly you could choose to hit it head on and that path's going to be hard you could choose to ignore it that path's going to be hard you have to choose your hard which one's going to cause you to grow because the other one's not going to you're going to be stagnant and and yeah you're gonna if you beat around that bush or like oh like i could i could try to i could try to read into this or i can try to grow from this you know Mm -hmm. beating around the bush is going to prolong your growth you Mm -hmm. know and it's gonna be it's gonna suck it's gonna hurt it's gonna be hard and it's going to be long. Yeah. You yes. know, not saying hitting it head on isn't going to be hard and isn't going to be long. <laughs> it is, you know, but at least you're working towards something or towards you yes. can grow from and right. learn from. But facing it now and hitting it head on accelerates that growth. Yeah. 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 It'll be more worth it. Like, cause exactly. If not, then you're going to be in your. Like that kind of, it is what it is. Yeah. You it know? is. And also like I let you kind of said this earlier, but like also encouraging you to like, you don't like one of my favorite sayings is like, you know, and somebody's like, oh my gosh, that's a lot to handle. And it's like, well, you don't eat an elephant whole. Like yeah. you have to take it. You have to chop one it by up one. piece by piece, take yeah. it day by day and only focus, you know, like 
I told Alexis this a couple months ago, but I was like, you know, you've always heard like, what is that scripture? Like, oh, don't worry about tomorrow because yep. it has struggles of its own. Yes. Like, yes. Like, yeah, I've heard that all the time, but it's like, no, legit. So like, true. just For focus real. on today because real. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't fix everything. Because you can't change tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Or yesterday. Yesterday. You can't yeah. change yesterday because it's already over. It's already mm-hmm. done. Yeah. You know? So literally just focus on it day by day and eat your little slice that day and then say, you know what, Krista, Jordan, Alexis, you did a great job today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And if you don't do it again tomorrow, yeah, giving yourself grace and saying, okay, the next day. Yeah. Right, right. So would your advice to those men be like, like what you just said earlier of like, get someone in your life who has healthy masculinity. Like yeah. what advice would you say? Like what um, practicals? So, so like I, I have a mentor, you know. That's amazing. Like. I may not see him every month now, like mm-hmm. during that period of time where I was in depression, anxiety, I was meeting mm-hmm. with them once a month. Totally. And that's Up needed. for lunch, you know, and, yeah. and, and just kind of just pouring my heart out mm-hmm. and he would listen. You know? Question. I'm going to let you finish, but does that mentor call you out? Uh, he'll tell me, how, he'll tell me like, no, you're wrong. You know, yeah. type yeah. of thing. Uh, but I would meet with him once, once a month or now like, like I'm, I'm feel like I can live life, you know, on my own and happily, yeah. you know, and I'll call him when I need him, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. And he's always going to be there. Yeah. But uh, find a mentor for sure, and someone who's older, you know. I I would say someone who's married and has kids, mm-hmm. per se, because you your your father wasn't there for you, of course. If you mm-hmm. if you grew up okay. without a father, I you know. Yeah. So now you can go find a mentor that is a husband, mm-hmm. and is a. A good father, good and that dad. shows that yeah. ma- that yeah. healthy masculinity yeah. in each area. So you oh, can okay. see how they direct their life. They go about their life of being a good husband, mm-hmm. also as well as being a good dad. You know, yeah. finding that kind of mentorship. Yeah. Okay. Because I guess that was going to be my question was like, um, how would you like if you don't know what healthy looks like? How would you determine who to be your mentor if you don't know what that healthy looks like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people don't have great marriages. Yeah. We know that. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. But you just got to kind of be, choose wisely, you know? Or would you say it's more, it could also be more of like kind of like a trial and error. Yeah. Thing. Like a trial yeah. and error, okay. error thing, you know? So like I, I have people at work that are older than me, you know, that I look up to, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a husband and, and as a, as a father, you know, mm-hmm. might not be my mentor, but I do look up to them as an older man who has a marriage and kids, yeah. you know, yeah. that I could look to for questions. I would say ask questions, man. Ask yeah. questions. Yeah. Like, seriously, there's nothing wrong with asking questions mm-hmm. about life, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. we all are trying to trying to figure out the questions of life. You yeah, know? yeah, we're all trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just day by day, step yeah. by step. You know, every morning, yeah. you know, I wake up, I, I, I just, hey, God, thank you for today. You know, it's another opportunity to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Here we are again. <laughs> and I might not be better than I was yesterday. I might be stay stagnant in the yeah. same place. You know, I might be there for a few days, you mm-hmm. know, but just waking up thankfully blessed for the opportunity to live life. You know? Yeah. Well, we are so glad that we had you on here, Jordan. Do you have anything last minute things? No, to say? that's it. Okay, that's it. Well, thank you, Jordan, for being here today. And I'm sure a lot of men really enjoyed listening to your story. I'm sure you helped a lot. I tried to be honest as I could. And that's good. That's all you can do. I think you did great. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, you did amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We love y'all. Yes. Okay, peace out. Bye. 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 (laughs) Leave. (laughs)